Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Matthew, I'm not going to take a lot of time telling you about all the awesome things that are going on because we have two international revivalists in <gasps> our studio. And I have gotten to get a report and I was 100% blown away. Sweet. I was so encouraged. I couldn't even imagine that we would be able to have Pastor B and Pastor K. And you'll understand as you listen to this episode why we're labeling them that way. Praise the Lord. Just so, so encouraging. So Pastor K, I would like you to do the introduction and set this up so that we know how we all got into this studio. And then we can turn it over to the man himself. Well, thanks. It's a great privilege to tell you that 44 years ago, I started praying that God would allow me to go to India. And in the meantime, God's taken me to a variety of different countries, about 60 different countries. And as I've seen God's work, it's been tremendous. I've seen God do miracles of healing, Three people's stories of how their children were raised from the dead, <laughs> demons being cast out, and drawing Muslims and Hindus to come to know and love Jesus and to share their faith. And so last year, I had the privilege of meeting Pastor B and realized that he was the one that had written the training materials on planting churches in hard-to-reach countries. And I had taught this in many different countries, and then realized he wrote it. And so I started <laughs> questioning him and realized that there's more to even what I've been teaching, and I wanted to learn more and to hear about the mighty works of God from this man of God. And so he invited me to go to India and to see it and I was stunned. I've been praying for revival to come to my heart, my church, the church family here in San Diego and spread to the nations, and revival is taking place. And my friend John and I got to see it, and we are excited, not only what he's doing in India, but praying then that it will spread Absolutely. to the nations. And you don't use the word revival lightly. No, no, no. It's uh, I've seen small breakthroughs in revival three times in 45 years of ministry and it's beautiful and it's the work of god in answer to prayer that you can't orchestrate you pray it down from heaven you don't work it up however god brings revival to clean hearts and people who are praying mm -hmm. so what i've seen in india I would say is an ongoing revival, although I've been blessed greatly to see short revivals. This one lasted for years. Amen. Well, let's get to it. And Pastor B, welcome to Cent 315. We're honored to have you here. I'd really like to start off with your Jesus encounter. How did you meet Jesus and give your life to him? I am very much thankful for this wonderful opportunity to share my story, you know, 22 years ago, I was part of Hindu fanatics family. You know, we were worshiping many, many goddesses. Every year, we were just sacrificing many animals to please them so that we can have peace and prosperity. And this was a strong tradition in, in our family. 
and we were just doing since many generation and uh, i didn't know what will happen but uh, this was a strong tradition and we all were following even i didn't know the truth why we are just sacrificing all these animals we are three brother and i'm the youngest one so my brother got bleema sick in 2001 and uh, uh, we tried everything you know we took him to big big hospitals many temples and many witch doctors they came in our family in our house to perform all the dark magic rituals things nothing happened he was hospitalized uh, in big hospital and doctor told my mom that it is better for you to take your son because he is going to die within a week when we heard we were all crying the tears were just going on and we had no hope we lost our hope uh, and just we were waiting that he would be die today tomorrow this week next week like that and it was so tough my father worked really hard and whatever the money he make he was just spending on him to educate him in our generation no one went even the high school so my brother was like graduated from college and we were just thinking that he would become a big officer and he can bring lot of money and we will become rich but when the situation was there that he was on the bed we were waiting that he would be die today tomorrow and it was so struggle time i remember those time i think i was that time like maybe 16 17 year old we didn't know anything that how we can handle this situation you know two evangelists they came to my village and and they started to pray and they started to preach they started to distribute the gospel tracts to the villagers they were preaching that jesus is real god he loves the sinner all the good things about jesus and that time i consider myself as a radical hindu because what we were told by our hindu priest that christians are very bad we worship cow is like our holy mother we drink the milk and we are the responsible person that we have to take care cow is like our mother and we were told by them that christians are very bad they just eat our god so whenever i heard anything about christianity or anything about jesus i become like really crazy i just lost my mind full of anger heart and when i saw these two people that they are in my village and and preaching about jesus i got a anger heart i said hey there is no living god all gods are dead because since six months we were experiencing that no one is healing my brother and he was a strong healthy man and now he's almost about to die that's why i hate uh, worshiping any goddesses that time i don't believe on any god sure yeah yeah so i started to shout over there and they came to my house after one hour and they said hey we heard that your brother is dying and we want to pray for him and i said we don't need prayer go and they said eh, we will pray freely don't worry because in our country there is a tradition culture that if somebody enter our house any priest and if somebody is praying for we have to give some money and we had nothing yeah. we lost everything and they said hey we will not charge any money don't worry no we will just pray they just kneel down 
they start to sing some chorus and they just start to pray to Jesus. And while they were praying, for the first time in my life, I was touched by God. I was touched by Jesus. I heard the voice of Jesus. I begin to cry over there. And I know that God has touched me over there. And they said, hey, we will go and we will never return to this area because we are just going every villages and sharing about Jesus. But God is going to heal your brother. You are going to pray for him. And I said, how I can pray? I don't know anything about Jesus. They said, don't worry. Just go somewhere. You will just pray like as we were just praying. And uh, because of that, I begin to pray for my brother. I started to go to Riverside, you know, hidden ways. I do not want anybody to yeah. saw me because if they will saw that I'm like speaking, raising my hand, people will just think that this young man, he lost his mind because his brother is dying. And so I begin to pray for my brother. I was just praying one prayer, hours and hours. I said to Jesus, I said, I know you are real God. Because you are the one who has spoken to me. <laughs> but if you heal my brother, I will give my life to serve you. Uh, my prayer was a conditional prayer. <laughs> and God loved the conditional prayer. <laughs> Within a month, my brother got healed without <laughs> any medicine. And that's the reason I gave my life to Jesus. I don't know. Most of the people that think if you just believe in Jesus, you become Christian like that but i think that i just become a follower of jesus christ in my heart jesus is there he's yeah. always with me and a very big story that time i was also selected to join as an indian army because a lot of young people they run they do a lot of competitions and i did i was selected and i supposed to go to join to be army in indian sector to serve the nation but i told my father said i'm no i'm going to just be the army for jesus because jesus is powerful god he just changed the hearts of the people he released the people who are demonized who are in troubled time under the power of darkness so i want to just provide the light of thousands and millions of people in our area and because of this i begin to work for his kingdom. Mm. Started to share the story what Jesus has done in my life. People started to believe. People started to give their life to Christ. And uh, we are able to see these days, millions of people are following Christ. And their life has been changed. Their life has been transformed. Their life has been transformed from upside, from anger heart, from bad thing. Now they are just full of love, full of grace. Just they are taking care of their community, helping them and praying for all those people. So this is my life. I think that there are a lot of people, in fact, the majority of people that don't know that this is going on and has been going on for a while. Can you talk about how the Lord has led you and how you minister to these people? And number one, what's it like being a Christian in India? Being a Christian in India, it's not easy. Our great country have over 33 millions of goddesses. So in every houses, maybe average 10, 20 goddesses that the people in the houses, they are worshipping. And they're strong worshippers. Most of the Hindus or even Muslims, 
we all understand the fear we all understand pretty well what is sin they all understand even the sin heaven and hell all these kinds of things they also understand if we will do good then we will be in heaven this is uh, the beliefs of most of the people and i said no it's challenging this is confusion so we begin to discuss like this if you ask a question out of 33 millions of goddesses is there any god who loves the sinner is there any god who welcomes the sinners and the answers of this question that there is no god in india who loves the sinner that's right so that's why we got powerful opportunity to share about jesus look at look at our god who is powerful who loves the sinner even he die for the sinner glory and when the people are hearing this story they are giving their life to christ i don't know people are becoming christians or what but i care that the people lives are changing they are putting jesus in their heart when someone will put jesus as their personal savior god in their heart everything is going to be changed they are full of love they are full of grace they are full of caring heart and these people they become a powerful disciple of jesus christ they wanted to share the story with others also so being a christian in india it's a wonderful opportunity to share the story of jesus to others yeah yeah now is there persecution over there I mean we're referring to you as pastor B we're not using your name for a reason well a lot of places persecutions are there because there are radicals group that persecute christians they burned the churches they break the crosses a lot of persecutions are just happening all over india and this is not a new thing this is what we can find in the bible and what the persecution we are seeing in india is nothing and uh, i just want to just ask all our listeners who are listening i want to encourage all of you to just pray for indian believer to get more power and bold in their faith to face the persecution mm. i feel that uh, persecution was part of the life even those who started to follow jesus physically and even now there is huge persecution and these radical hindus there are very few percent and the reason they become radical because they don't know the truth they don't know the story of jesus our great god who loves everyone who cares for everyone his vision that he wants to see that everybody will be saved he wants to filled with his glory of the knowledge as water covers the sea yeah. so most of these people who are radical who are far from god because they don't know the truth they don't know yeah. about jesus when they will hear about jesus that jesus died for their sin he loves them they will give their life to christ when i heard that jesus is all about love jesus is all about forgiving our sins i gave my life to christ i don't consider that i'm a christian i consider myself that i'm like a follower of christ and people can follow being any kinds of people mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah Pastor K, I want to get a little of your insights because as you said in the beginning and I know, you've been all over 60 something countries, is that what you said? Yeah, give or take. Okay, so 
you go to India, and why was it so amazing to you? What did you see there that you hadn't seen anywhere else? Can you give your part of the story? Yes. One of the keys that I saw is the principle of multiplication versus addition. And there are some great preachers and teachers and evangelists who are leading people to Jesus and teaching them, which is fabulous. However, the principle of Jesus is that, as taught by Paul, that we're, he, was, he trained Timothy, who trained faithful men who were to train others. And of course, Paul was trained by Jesus, so you got five generations. So the principle yeah. is multiplication. And when I went there to see what's happening, there are tens of thousands of house churches planted. There are tens of thousands tens of, thousands. of churches. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, and I'm not giving a specific number because every time I do, it's uh, low. <laughs> it's too low because it was last month's figure and it's grown. So there are, yeah, and tens of thousands in the last 15 years. And numbers of believers, it's growing by hundreds of thousands. Now it's into the millions. And there's no way that one person can do that. And Christ is waiting for all the nations, all the various people to various people groups, and there are th hundreds of unreached, unengaged people groups, and Pastor B and in their people are reaching more than 300 of them and continuing to finish that work. And so when he took us into these house churches, they would share their testimonies. And the questions they would ask are, how long have you been a Christian? Who led you to Christ? How many people have you led to Christ, and how many have been baptized? Well, that would empty most churches if you were asking those <laughs> questions publicly. But these people gave various answers from, oh, I'm a new believer, and I'm just learning how to do this. Wow. And they would cheer for them. Great, mm. praise God. Some would lead two people to Christ. They'd cheer and praise God. And then there were others, I'll call her Miss R., and she stood up and she had uterine cancer and was going to die. Jesus healed her. She surrendered her life to Christ, started telling her testimony. And this is one of the key principles. Sometimes we do a discipleship and training here in the U.S., and I'm included. But their first lesson is how to share your testimony. Hmm. And so they start telling people how Jesus changed their life. And 80% or so, it was because somebody got healed. And a person who's a new believer goes in, they watch somebody get healed, they go out and tell people, and they pray over the sick, and they get healed. Hmm. Or they've heard the story, because in these villages, the word spreads, so then sure. they come. So it's new believers, lesson number one is sharing your testimony. Then they go tell their story, and then they ask, can I tell Jesus' story? Well, a lot of these new believers don't know much about Jesus' story, but they tell as much as they can, and then go learn more. And Miss R, uh, when she stood up and gave her testimony, she said, well, I've led about 5,000 to Jesus. Jeez. Then the next guy stands up. Wow. They're going down the row. And by the way, these are people who are sitting on the cement, cross-legged, crammed together in little houses. They don't build buildings. They 
multiply rapidly because they don't have to build a building. They're in-house churches, and the next person shares, well, Miss R led me to Jesus, and now I'm a pastor, and I've planted 50 or so churches, and there are several thousand people who've come to know Christ, and they kept going down the line. There were five generations in that room mm -hmm. who Rita led another one who became a pastor, who led another one who became a pastor, who led another one who became a pastor, who led another one who became a pastor, all within the last 10 years. Thousands, tens of thousands of people, if I, and Pastor B can correct me there on that, but then one of the testimonies was, well, I used to be an assassin, and I went to jail, and Nobody showed up at my trial because they were all afraid, for, uh, no kidding. So he says, I heard the gospel, and now I'm sharing the good news of Jesus. So it was the multiplication principle. Mm -hmm. And then they have a church discipleship plan that's very simple, but it's working. And so they're excited. They read the Bible, and what they read in the Bible, they believe it, and they go do it. And <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and people are attracted. And the other factor is this is what Pastor B has shared with me. It used to be the, the this area, especially where they're focused, was called the graveyard of missions because it was so hard. But people praying, and that's what Pastor B has asked of the listeners, would you pray for a mighty work of God in India, but also in whatever country you live in and here in America, because God has done things that are we would call revival in answer to prayer, and you can't get away from that. If you don't pray, it doesn't happen. Ask and you shall receive. You have not because you ask not. Ask and you shall receive that your joy might be full, and it was overwhelming joy. And as they gathered, they have daily baptisms because so many are coming to Christ. So we showed up on a Wednesday afternoon. John and I and another pastor from India, we baptized 154 people Goodness. that afternoon. Goodness. That's this daily the baptism. But the record they have was last year on a, one of the holidays. And there were 9,148 people got baptized. <laughs> Praise God. When you're hearing these statistics, I was a little bit suspicious. We're talking more than a million. It's pushing towards two million who have received Christ. Tens of thousands of churches, all these baptisms. So they pull out the Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> oh, wow. Here's the location, here's the leader, here's how many people attended, and here's a photograph showing that the people who were there and participated, which helped me because I think, in suspicion, you think, are these guys really telling us fabrications, evangelistically speaking? <laughs> <laughs> and they need to have that kind of documentation because it's unbelievable, except with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. One of the reasons why I was so excited about having you on, and we sat, I don't know, probably for an hour and went over into much greater detail than this, and you're not a naive young pup. You dug in and you went and saw, and when you shared it with Pastor Mike Van Meter and I, we just were excited for it. It's wonderful. And we want it. Yes. Yes. We want to see it here. 
Amen. That's right. We want to see it. And there's no reason. Yeah. God is not a respecter of persons. Pastor V, like you said, he loves all of us. The simplicity of the gospel is that Jesus is full of compassion for everyone. And he backs up our sharing of him with miracles, signs, and wonders. If your brother was going to die any second, and now he's not going to die, and you felt mm. the tangible presence of Jesus there, why would you? <laughs> mm. You have no other place to go, right? So I'm thrilled for that, and I would like you to share with us what your dream is and what you would like our listeners, how you would like our listeners to respond. They are all over the country, all over the world, and they want to see this happen too. The whole purpose of this podcast is for people to share their faith like in First Peter 3.15. Sounds like that's what you're doing. I just want to urge all the listeners who really believe in Jesus. This decade is a decade of gathering harvest. Jesus said, pray for the workers because harvest is plentiful. Well, what I believe, what I think right now, especially in our country, the people minds and the heart are ready to accept Christ. But if somebody will go and say about Jesus' story, then they can accept Jesus Christ. My prayer and our team that we are working really hard, we are equipping workers, training them so that they can go and gather the harvest. And praise God for this wonderful opportunity that God has given to us. India is one of the right now second largest country and we will beat china pretty soon you know <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, i believe that our country needs jesus mm. we just we can't win anything by war or through fighting just we can win everything through the love through the forgiveness. Amen. And I believe Jesus is the only one hope uh, for our country. He is the one who changed the heart of the people. So I just want to ask all of you to continue pray because prayer works. Even if you just pray 10 seconds, especially for our country, yes, will work. We will reach thousands of people for his kingdom. I just ask all of you, just think about the Great Commission. Jesus gave his last word. He came to his disciple and he said, Hey, authority and power of heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go. That means he said to his disciple that I'm giving authority and power that you can reach people and send them heaven. Mm. And most of the people, they forget. They think, if I believe in Jesus, my role is to go to church on every Sunday and attend two hours, three hours, and then I finish. No. <laughs> you have given your life to Jesus. And Jesus has given his great commission. He has given the great commission to his disciples. So if you believe in Jesus, you are his disciple. And what is the role of disciple? To make more disciple. If you are not making more disciple, what kinds of disciple you are? Think about Jesus said, hey, 
if you are my disciple bear much fruit think about the good soil what jesus was talking in in mark chapter 4 he said the good soil produce the fruit god wants to see yes or god wants you to produce the fruit and this is what i wanted to ask all the believers to become disciple maker and to make more disciple pastor kevin i want to say that i've been watching firsthand pastor b and his people making disciples and of course we read that in the scripture but also i want to say to the listeners that pastor b has written out the principles and the application of those principles in how to share their faith people teach them how to share their testimony how to lead people to christ how to gather them in small groups how to make a multiplication of in evangelism house churches and leaders pastors and church planters and so those training materials are what i've read and was excited and have been teaching throughout different countries of the world and the thing i love about it is it is applicable in any culture and it's simple and so your listeners may be interested in learning those principles cuz i was thrilled when i read that and started mm-hmm. teaching it and those are available and so i'm grateful that he not only is doing it but he's written it out so that even the simplest village in africa or asia or here in the us sometimes we make things far more complicated That's the truth. and it doesn't multiply yeah how do we make those available to our listeners You can send a request via email and it's on a website that we can share. So that would be info i n f o at fit f i t dash international dot org. Okay, we'll also have it in the show notes. Yeah, very very good. Well, I think this is a fair trade because when you're sharing this, I'm excited for what's happening and that's so encouraging to see what Jesus is doing. And I know that many 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 of our listeners will pray just like you asked them to. Many of them I know personally. So the trade is I'd like you to pray for them right now. So would you do that? Yeah. Let me pray for all of you. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you with my broken heart and I want to thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy, Lord. I just pray for all the people who are listening. I pray that you just be with them and Lord help them to become a strong disciple to produce more fruit for your kingdom, Lord. Lord, I ask that you just empower everyone. Lord just give them the clear vision Lord so that they can do more thing for your kingdom bless everyone and bless their family in Jesus name I pray amen amen thank you so so much